Isn't that what David said in Psalms over and over again? Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for what he has done. It's the goodness of God that will lead people to repent or change their minds about God. That's exactly right. But when we're focused on ourselves, then what happens is our own situation, or God, please come help me. God, please Mm. come save me. God, please come, you know, me, me, me. What happens is, is we diminish who he is in our life because we've magnified our problems over his ability to save us, over what he has already done, (laughs) over where he has already placed us. Psalm 34 says, come, magnify the Lord with me. What does that word magnify mean? If you take a magnifying glass, if you place it over an ant, it makes it larger in your view. It doesn't actually make the ant larger. The problem is really the same size. When you magnify the Lord, you put the focus on Him, He becomes bigger in your eyes. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as we discuss the effortless life of God's grace. All right, everybody. Welcome to today's show. I'm excited about having my brother from L.A., Mark Matchin, L.A., <laughs> Lower Alabama, <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama. Praise God. Good friend of mine. We've had some great fellowship. Haven't known him for terribly long, but it seems like I've been knowing him all my life, man. He's my brother from another mother. All right. Yes, sir. He's the pastor of Life of Faith Church in Birmingham. The passion of his life is to help people know, help people know God by experiencing his love his grace, and the joys of spirit-led living. Awesome. Mark is also the author of Forever Free, a small group curriculum to help people discover their true identity in Jesus Christ and enter into a real, lasting freedom from fear, sin, addiction, depression, and darkness. Mark has been married to the love of his life, Jennifer, for over 30 years. Wow. They have three married children and many grandchildren. All right. Welcome, Mark. It is an honor and a pleasure to be with you, my friend. Man, thanks for being on with me today. And we're going to talk about true worship. True worship, performance, or religion. And um, this is a good topic. Worship is used in a variety of different ways. Some people use it for going to church on Sunday. I'm going to worship, right? So so we're going to get into what it really means, what true worship is. And I'm going to begin by going to a scripture in John, and then I'm going to turn Mark loose. Mark Uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna dive into it. John chapter four, and I'll start in verse 20. This is the woman at the well and she's talking to Jesus and she says to Jesus, our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, Believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship 
the Father. Now, that's the ESV. I'm going to switch over to the Passion Translation. It says in verse 23 and 24, from here on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with the right heart. For, for God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. Wow, that's good, man. So, Mark, I'm going to uh, turn it over to you and let you run with it. Well, I mean, when it comes to this, it's such a it's such a huge topic, but I, I think it's a misunderstood topic as well. Yeah. And 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 so it really comes down to kind of this what we see in people's lives. Uh, is it religion and performance or is it relationship mm. and is it relational? And and so, you know, there's there's a number of things. First of all, that whole that whole part of we worship in spirit. And in truth, yeah, we worship in spirit and in truth. And and I'd like to just kind of key in on that word truth for just a moment, okay? Because um, uh, because sometimes uh, worship isn't focused in the right way. It's about where our focus is. So it, it's easy to sing songs about I'm just a sinner. God, please help me. God, I'm begging you, these kinds of things. But at the end of the day, that's a focus on self. Mm. That's not a focus on God. That's good. And, and so we've allowed to infiltrate into our, in our church some self-focused songs instead. And that's not worship. Just because you sing music and you put lyrics to it doesn't mean it's <laughs> worship. No doubt. Worship. We worship what we value. Mm. That's good. What, Say that again, man. Th- we, we worship what we value. Whatever is most important in our life, we worship. You know, when it comes to football, I mean, people worship, uh, you know, particularly here in Alabama, you know, there's so many people that worship Nick Saban, <laughs> the coach of of Alabama football, right? Not me. I mean, he can. Yeah, not you. You're not. You're not down here. I'm not a fan. But, <laughs> but there, you know, there, there, there's this huge, this huge thing. Yeah. Of of of, of worshiping the things that are most important to people. Yes. And and so. You know, so as you begin to think about truth, uh, one of the things we worship, watch this, we worship according to what God has said and what he has done. Mm. That's truth. Mm. Real worship does not focus on self. Wow. See, truth is only found in the word. Truth is only in what Jesus has done. And so we worship. We, if we really value what God has said, then worshiping according to truth and in truth is is focused on what he has said, regardless of what we see about ourselves. So let me give you an example. Um, Man, this is so good. Sometimes, uh, we, can, we can focus on what looks like apparent failures, or we can focus on uh, what looks like sin in our life, those kinds of things. And 
worshiping God in truth would be to say, Father, I thank you and I worship you because you have taken and removed my sin as far as from the east is to the west. You have, you have declared me righteous. So the truth is I'm no longer identified as a sinner. Yes. I can't say to God, that I'm a sinner when he has declared the truth is, is that he has made me his child. And in Christ, I've been declared righteous. Yes. Lord to God, man, that's good. So if I have a revelation and an understanding of that, my heart is going to respond in, in a, in a genuine, authentic way to this truth that he took me out of the miry clay. He took mm. me out of sin. He took me out of darkness. Thank he you, took Lord. me out, out of, out of Satan's power and reach. And he moved me Ooh. Colossians 1 into the kingdom of his dear son. It says this, we give thanks to the father. Hallelujah. Okay. This is, you know, you jump in anytime. No, go ahead, man. Anytime, no, I'm, I'm taking notes, I'm, man. <laughs> because it, 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 what? how do we respond? One of the ways is through thanksgiving. True, genuine thanksgiving. It says we give thanks to the Father, Colossians 1.12, uh, because he has qualified us to be partakers or sharers of the inheritance with the rest of the saints. Yeah, Mark, the man. Powerful... No, go, go ahead, man. I, I just, I, go ahead. I, go ahead. Uh, here's the powerful truth is that we didn't qualify ourselves. No. No. He's the one that qualified us for all of this. And if he's the one that qualified us, then we can't disqualify ourselves. No. Oh, man. <laughs> man, you pushing out some revelation, man. And I, I heard this word response. It's, it's really easy to worship God because it's a response of what he's, like, like you said earlier, what he has said and what he has done, the fact that he has qualified us, all of this goodness, we just get overwhelmed with how good he is and we just respond to what he has done in our lives. We don't call ourselves sinners, as, as you said. He's made us the righteousness of God in Christ mm. Jesus. Man, wow, I'm, I'm getting full, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Carry on. Worship, literally, <laughs> worship is our response to the goodness of God. Oh man. Isn't that what David, isn't that what David said in the, in Psalms over and over again, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him for what he has done. Yes. And it's the goodness of God that will lead people to repent or change their minds about God. That's exactly right. Yes, man. That's exactly right. But when, but when we're focused on ourselves, yes, then 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 what happens is uh, our own situations. Or God, please come help me. God, please mm. come save me. God, please come. You know, me, me, me. What happens is is we diminish who He is in our life because we've magnified our problems over His ability to save us over what he has already done, <laughs> over where he has already placed us. That's so good, man. As a, as a matter of fact, I mean, if you don't take that word magnify for just a moment, because uh, I think it's in Psalm 34, it says, come, uh, magnify the Lord with me. Mm -hmm. What does that word magnify mean? You know, if you take a magnifying glass, you know, if you place it over an ant or something like that, 
it it it, it may it means it makes it larger in your view in your right? view yeah man that's it so good I, it doesn't actually make the ant larger no no man it's interesting that you say that because the lord gave me i never heard anybody say this other than you and myself i got this revelation about magnifying the lord what does that really mean like when you put i'm saying the same thing just a different way if you put yeah. a magnifying glass over your bible it it doesn't make the words bigger. It only makes it bigger, like you say, in your view or in your eyes. So you can take that magnifying glass, right, and put it on the problem. Like like if you're if if the the more that you look at the problem, the bigger it gets. I mean, the problem is really the same size. <laughs> yeah. But it's bigger in your eyes because you keep looking at it and staring it down. But when you put, when you magnify the Lord, you put the focus on him, he becomes bigger in your eyes. That's, and that's exactly right. And, and so what, what is our worship and what do our songs do? What, what is it allowing us? Is it, what, what's the view? Mm-hmm. Are we magnifying him to the, to, to such a place? Because when you truly magnify something, you know, let's say that you have a huge magnifying glass that that was uh, in front of you so big that that's all you saw through. So you couldn't see around it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so what you direct that thing at is what you're going to see the most of. What is it that you see in your life? What is, because people will magnify their sin. They will magnify, watch this, they'll magnify the devil. Yes, failure. And it, well, and failure. And, and so... Even even sometimes in our own church culture, we'll uh, we'll say things like this, and I'm, I might step on some toes here, but things like <laughs> new new level, new devil, mm. or if you're being if you're being attacked and attacked, it's because of you know the great things that God you know that what God's called you to, okay, and so we'll magnify uh, our pain, we'll magnify our victimhood, we'll magnify. Uh, our our problems will magnify the attack mm. of Satan in our life, and that becomes our view mm-hmm. when we should be magnifying what God has done, because He's already defeated. He's already defeated the devil. Jesus was manifested so that He would destroy to destroy the works of the devil in our life and to completely unloose that. Well, I'd rather magnify that, yep. worship Him for that. And not even give attention no. to what the devil may be trying to do. That doesn't make any difference to me. <laughs> so good, man. That's powerful. Yes. So you know, th- think about this. Worship is our response. If 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 we were to give, if I was to give to, to every member of my church on a Sunday morning a thousand dollars cash, what kind of response you think I'm going to get, Al? <laughs> yeah, people are going to get excited. They're going to get excited. Some will shout. Some will cry. Some might be speechless, but there is going to be a response. Yep. Of some and type. A powerful response. <laughs> hey, right? And so the so that response is because of, that response would be based on what I had done. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, I needed this. You know, 
that kind of heartfelt response, um, they wouldn't be reserved in their response. I mean, even people that don't lift their hands in church, they would have a response. Yes, they would. To something, to something like that. And, and if we can do that in the natural with a heartfelt response to what somebody would do for us, mm-hmm. how much more our Heavenly Father, how much more what God has done in our life. Yes. That's what real worship looks like. Man, that's so good. Let's shift over to talk about worship in the context of, well, you touched on it a little bit, but in the context of a church service and, and worship teams and what are your thoughts about that? And how, how do you, how do you help worship teams keep the main thing, the main thing? You know, um, sometimes, you know, we, you just deal with this, uh, particularly with people that are gifted, that are talented. If they focus on their gift, and not the giver, then it can become uh, it can become an issue with worship teams. And and so the most important thing that you can do, you know, that we do, for instance, with our worship team, is it's about the heart. It's not about the performance. We're not trying to create. We're not trying to create a product. Okay. And so what we have to teach people who are leading in worship is you think you have to think about what is God saying and what's what's the impact that it's having on the congregation because we are serving our church family. That's the only reason that you're on stage. That's the only reason mm-hmm. you're playing mm-hmm. is because you are you, you're worshiping God, but you also have the responsibility of, of, of leading uh, our church into a place higher with their worship. And so for instance, and so we do, we, we, we help them kind of have the right heart in a couple of different ways. Number one, you know, I let them know right off. I don't want you, just because you like a song and you sing the song and it's fun musically and it's the things that you like. If it doesn't impact if the congregation's not involved, if they're spectators and they are not involved in it, then in my opinion, um, we didn't succeed with that song. Mm. So I don't care how well they perform, how well they sing it. If the people in the, in, in the seats are not involved in the worship, then we're going to reject that song. We're going to take it out of our list because that's not what it's about. And so what I've done is I've taken a couple of our worship leaders, three or four of them. I've brought them over to my house out and have one of them just play the guitar and we just begin to sing and we begin to worship together so that, and then allow the gifts of the spirit to move that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. because in that environment, there's no performance when it's intimate like that. And you get into a place where you're hearing from the throne of God and, and help teaching them to, to connect with, you know, the Bible says out of our belly flows rivers, rivers, multiple different streams of living water by the spirit of God. And so there's a, in, in, in a moment, there is a, this, sorry, ne- could you say that? Oh, sorry, Siri was going on in, in a moment, <laughs> in a moment, it, uh, it happens to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, in, in a particular moment, 
there is a focus, there is a place that the Spirit of God uh, is 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 bringing us to. That's why it says we must worship in spirit and in truth, mm. because worship is about ministering to the Lord. And there's a response that comes. So this is powerful, what I'm about to say. And, and it's important for worship teams to get this. In, in Acts, I believe it's um, in maybe chapter 13, but it, it talks about that they were in Antioch. There were certain prophets and teachers, and Saul was there. And it says in verse 2 that as they ministered to the Lord, they were ministering to him. Yes. They weren't your worship. Did you know you can minister to the Lord? We we were so focused on wanting him to minister to us. Yeah. But there's yeah. a place that we minister to him. Yeah. ESV actually says while they were worshiping the Lord. While they were worshiping the Lord. There it is. And fasted the then there's a response. Watch this. The Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit now, said. Yeah. The Holy Spirit. Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. What? Wow. In the middle of their time of ministering to God through their worship. That's so and this was a new this was an extended time. It created an environment that the gifts of the Spirit were in operations, and probably through one of the prophets, the Holy Spirit said. Paul, Barnabas, Saul and Barnabas, I have called you to do missionary work and to go out. And the major transition and call for Paul's life happened in this time of worship and ministering to the, to the mm. Lord. Wow. Powerful. That is if powerful. He hadn't, if they haven't done that, we may not even have the letters from Paul today wow. that we read. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That is powerful. It is powerful. So, so, the, so that's what we want our worship teams to do is, guys, your heart, you've got to minister to the Lord, and there's going to be a response from the Spirit, and it's important that you follow what he's saying, not just what you've prepared for the service. Mm -hmm. and, and so and, and that's relationship and not performance. Man, that is so, so awesome. Let me let me flip this and let's look at the actual people in the congregation because most people aren't on the worship team. So mm -hmm. what kind of mindset should people have coming into church, getting ready for mm -hmm. that portion of the of the service where we're we're worshiping the Lord? Well, you know, First of all, when they come in, I mean, there's there's different ways that they got to get ready uh, just to respond to to the goodness of God. And, and, and you know, I'll just give you a few of them real quick. We were, the number one way that we respond is with our mouth. Mm -hmm. OK, we do it through song, thanksgiving, prayer, praise, declaration of truth and shouting. Now, and this is this is something that that people have really got to adopt, because if you look at Luke chapter seventeen, there were ten lepers that came to Jesus, right? And 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 so Jesus said, "Go show yourself to the priest." And as they went, they were cleansed. But one of them, only one, came back, and only one 
And when he saw that he was healed, verse 15 of Luke 17 says, he returned and with a loud voice glorified God. Yeah, I guess. Man, he's healed. <laughs> he's healed. And so he, he glorified, but it was with a loud voice. Yeah. He didn't come just reverent. Oh, thank you so much, Jesus, for what you did. He just yelled, I'm healed. You know, and glorified. <laughs> Fell down on his face yeah. at his feet, giving him thanks. So watch this. The man glorified God with a loud voice. That's mm -hmm. praise. He fell on his face. That's worship. And he gave him thanks, heartfelt gratitude. Man, that's good. <laughs> that's, that should be our posture and our approach as a congregation as we are coming in. Man, the conviction, that's good. Watch this. The conviction of your heart will determine the level of your shout. The conviction of your heart will determine the level of your shout. Woo, man, I tell you, I had one of those today. Um, mm. Shortly before um, our session today, um, had a breakthrough that something that, that I'm believing for and, and just God did something really special. And I was shouting with a loud voice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. I had one of those today. Mm. And I'm going to have to back up off of this mic uh, if, if I do it again. <laughs> Ooh, oh, Psalm man. 35, 27 says this. Let them shout for joy. Shout for joy. And, and be glad. Glad. Who, who favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually. Yes, sir. Let the Lord be magnified. magnified. Yes. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Yes. And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness, oh, not man. my sin, right? Your Ooh. righteousness and of your praise <laughs> all the day long. Oh, man. Ooh, I'm full. Yeah. Man, there's this this, this, awesome. this, nothing like God, our Father, man, and Jesus. Wow. Can I share one other thing? Go ahead. I'm, I'm help you, help yourself, man. Just, help yourself. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just hitting, you, hitting you with different things as the Lord just had talked to me about these things. That's good. Uh, take the limits off of your praise. This is important. I mean, if people that are listening, they might say, well, you know, I worship God. I praise God. But is your praise and worship, is it limited? Do you put limitations on your on your praise? Because unlimited praise is the gateway to an unlimited life. Say that one more time. Unlimited praise. Your unlimited praise. I hope y'all taking notes because he's spitting out some really good stuff today. It's the doorway. It's the gateway to an unlimited life. Okay. Psalm 150 says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him, watch this, according to his excellent greatness. Does your praise reflect the greatness of God? Mm. Does the level of your praise and worship and the way that you 
express that? Is it in proportion to truly how excellent his greatness and his goodness is to you and in your life? See, and when I and the reason why I say it's a gateway, watch this. We know that David was a praiser. He was a worshiper. He was that before he ever became king. Yes. He was doing all of that as he was just keeping sheep and that kind of thing. And 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 we see an example later on when they're bringing the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem where he's dancing before the Ark. He's mm-hmm. king. He doesn't care about his position. He doesn't nope. care about what people think. Nope. He doesn't care about his reputation. Mm-mm. He doesn't care about any of that. Nope. Right. But where did he learn that? He learned that being with the sheep, Keeping and those sheep. playing his heart yeah. and, and just, you know, letting himself be unlimited in his praise. Now, because he was unlimited in his praise, a lion comes to get the sheep. But because he's already, he already, it, you know, has taken limits off of his life mm-hmm. and even taken risk in his own praise, then guess what? He knows his God. He's, yeah. he, he's come into a greater place. And so he goes after the lion. He's not willing to let even one sheep get stolen. We would probably, we'd probably <laughs> come back and say, man, a lion came up, took a sheep, but I am alive. God has, you know, we would, we would be telling the testimony of the fact that we're still alive. I know that's right. I, like most of the sheep. Okay. We lost one. Most, but of, <laughs> most of them are good. David, David had unlimited praise. Yeah. And so he lived in a limited life. Yeah. And so it, it took him to, to go after the lion. Then he went after a bear, yeah. which ultimately led him to being able to take on a giant that nobody else was willing to take on. Right. I don't believe that he could have done that if he lived in a limited praise mindset. Mm-hmm. We, because we see with his wife, Michael, when he was doing the shouting, the sound of the trumpet and all of that, she looked on him with scorn. Why did she? Because she didn't participate. When you're not, when, when God isn't your view, when you're not, when you're focused, when you're not focused completely on him, you begin to be focused on those around you. Yeah. And you might get up upset people jumping around. You might get upset at people taking the flags out. You might get upset, you know, at the way people are expressing their praise because that's not you. Michael didn't participate. And because she didn't participate in her heart, she despised others. She maintained her more proper composure. Mm. Her position, her status, and her reputation limited her praise. Wow. That's so good, and man. A, so we want we, we don't want to limit my no. praise because if I limit my praise, I will limit what God can do in my life. <laughs> Man, that's good. What you're talking about is a lifestyle. It's not something we show up for Sunday to do. That's just an extension of a yeah. life of worship, right? Yeah, that's it. Life yeah. of worship. I, I love that you said that. A life of worship. Uh, if you take those first three letters, L-O-W, how low can you go? L-O-W, <laughs> life of worship. Wow. <laughs> how much is that who you are right mm. yeah 
Well, Mark, um, you have any final thoughts? If, if not, um, I mean, sh- please feel free to share. But I was just led to just have just a few moments of worship together and have you pray over us. Mm. Yeah, well, we just do that. I mean, let's just go with that. Thank you. Um, no, it's just, again, the encouragement mm. of an un- your unlimited praise. And your unlimited, if, there's, if there's nothing else that you've heard today, I would, I would assess, am I, am I limited in what I allow myself to do in worshiping God? Mm. Unlimited worship and praise equals an unlimited life. I want to praise him according to his excellent greatness, not according to what I think, you know, others will approve of in my life. Right. That's important. Right. So let, let me, me just, let me just, yeah, let, go ahead. Let me ask you one more thing before, before you pray. I just had this thought, what if somebody would say, you know what, I'm not a pastor. I don't have all day to spend time isolated in worship and, and praise. What what can I do? How does that fit into my lifestyle when I got a nine to five or I have a business or, I mean, all of us are busy, right? What does that look like on a daily basis? It's not like pastor, pastors are busy too, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So is it yeah. always, it's not always you got to go in a room and, and it's good to have your dedicated times of worship, but it's also more than that, right? Absolutely. You know, first, you know, first you can have that dedicated time to start the day. You know, I mean, David said it this way. I will praise you when I am, when I'm on my bed in the middle of the night. Mm. I mean, his lifestyle wasn't centered around his schedule, you know, and his lifestyle of worship rather. It, it, it was, man, I, I will find time in the middle of the night. If I can't do it during the day, then I'll do it in the middle of the night. In other words, his praise and his worship was paramount. And so even if you have to get up early to go to work, again, we do things that, that we value. We right. get to work on time mm-hmm. because we want that paycheck whether we feel like it or not. Well, as we allow the greatness of God to be our view, then we'll get up, we'll get up earlier. So just setting aside some of that time, that's important. But on the way to work, man, why are you in your car? No need to listen to the news and talk radio and put on some worship, sing at the top of your lungs, that kind of thing. When you're on your lunch break, you know, if, if, if you're filled with the spirit, pray in the Holy Ghost, man, that's, that's another form of worship because, I mean, he'll he'll just begin to edify and to build you up and to strengthen you and encourage you as you allow him to fill your mouth with worship and praise in another in another language. So there's all kinds of things that you can do throughout the day. It doesn't mean that you have to spend an hour right. you know, in the morning and the noontime and the evening and that sort of thing. You right. Can, even your thoughts on him sure. can be a form of worship as you go through your day. So there's there's all kinds of ways to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I thought about just praying in the spirit, taking a few minutes, like when somebody cusses you out on the job. I mean, just <laughs> you could just start under your breath, praying in the in the spirit. You don't have to pray in the spirit at the top of your lungs. You could just take a few moments right there, pray in the spirit. And then you also talked about magnifying the Lord. And you can, like if you're having a challenging time at work, just take a few minutes and just 
put the magnifying glass on him. Think about his goodness. Think about his grace. Think about the fact that you are blessed and you're approved and anointed. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Begin to to focus on God's promises and and say, Lord, I magnify you right now. Even though I'm having a challenging time right now, I just I just magnify you. I, I sense right now that some somebody is in that situation right now. You're having you're listening and you're having a, a challenging time right now. Let's just take a, a moment to magnify the Lord. Mark, would would you lead us? Yeah. Yeah, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we magnify you. Yes, Lord. We we turn our eyes and our, our view to you and just glorify you for Hallelujah. how great you are. Hallelujah. For your amazing love to us. Thank you for your love. And even in the even before we were we were your children, even when we were mm. uh, in our sin and yes. in part of the kingdom of darkness, you loved us yes. first. Yes sent your son to take all of that out of the way and to bring us into your kingdom and qualified us, you completely have removed our sins as far as the east is from the west and you, our sins and iniquities. You don't even remember our mistakes. You don't remember. There's no condemnation coming from you. You've qualified us. Thank you, Lord. To be to share in the inheritance. Thank you. That we can experience right now. You have moved us. Ooh. We're just magnifying you right now, Father, for Magnify your goodness. You, Lord. Thank you. And what you've done for us. You've moved us from the kingdom of darkness. You've moved us from the power and the authority of Satan. You've moved us from the destruction of mm. sin and our and addiction in our life. You've moved us from poverty. You've moved us from sickness. Yes. You have you have you have declared all of those things illegal. Not able to have any right in our life anymore. Amen. And you brought us into a wide open space Hallelujah. of your love, your grace, your goodness to live life in union with you, to, to be led by your spirit, to hear your voice. What an amazing privilege and an honor. Father, you did all of that for us. For and us. all we have to do is just receive. Thank According you. to your excellent greatness, your amazing love. Mm. Father, we just thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. We thank you that now we live a life that you lead and that you guide and that our steps, they're ordered now by you. And we don't have to fear. Yes. There's yes. no fear in, the, in your love for us. And we can be confident that you're guiding and that you are leading and wow, we are so full Thank you, of just your goodness. Thank you yes, for Lord. Jesus. Jesus, thank we you. honor you and we thank you thank for you. being our Lord and for what you've done for us. Thank you, and Lord. We just magnify and we worship you. Thank you for declaring us righteous. We worship you in that truth. Thank you, Thank Jesus. you for declaring us healed. Thank we you. worship you in that truth. Thank you for declaring us and making us free. That is the truth. He whom the Son makes free is free. Free indeed. indeed. Hallelujah. And so we worship you Thank in you, that Jesus. truth and acknowledge every good thing that's in us in Christ Jesus. We worship you for that, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. I, I just sent somebody right now that's 
dealing with this challenging situation, this challenging problem, you're faced with something that looks impossible. But there's nothing impossible with God. And God is with you. And you are with him. You are in him. He is working right now on that situation, solving that problem, working all things together for your good. So just rest in that. Believe that. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to decide or try to figure out how it's going to happen. Leave it to him. Hallelujah. He is working that out. Al, if I told you that I was sending you $1,000 in the mail, what would you say to me? Thank you. That's right. Man, but have you thank seen you it yet? so much. Nope. That's good. But, but you know me, right? You know that I'm good for it. Right, right. And it, so and so the thanksgiving happens before you ever see the manifestation of it. Amen. You need my address? That was an example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good though, right? Even though you haven't yeah. seen it, I trust you that you will do yeah. exactly what you said you would do because I know you. You're a person of your word. How much more should we trust God, mm. the creator of all things? He's not a man that he should lie. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? He will mm -hmm. perform what he said. He watches mm -hmm. over his word to perform it. He confirms his word with signs following. You can take it to the bank, brother, sister. Mm. <laughs> man. So we respond. We wow. respond in Thanksgiving yes. before we've ever yes. seen. Before we see it. Because he's our because his word is true. Come on, man. Come on. Well, Mark, I'm full, bro. I don't even know what to say. That's just awesome stuff. Thanks for sharing with us today. Thank you so much. Well, it's a privilege to be with you. Thank you for the invitation. I just love you. Jennifer and I we love you and your wife. We appreciate the the friendship, it's a, it's a divine connection. Yeah. And I'm with you. It's like we've been friends forever. And so we just love you guys. Thank no you doubt. so much. We love you and Jennifer too. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.